found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. of the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you for the next couple of hours talking local sports with you. We'll get into, uh, well, Gary Rima is going to join the show here in about 20 minutes. The voice of the UNI Panthers, KBGG, your home of the UNI Panthers football and uh, uh, men's basketball. Uh, the Valley's held uh, their media days. The Panthers have held their media days, Drake, etc. So, I don't know if uh, is you and I the favorite in the Missouri Valley Conference this year now that Wichita State has vacated the premises. I certainly think that they are on that very short list. We'll catch up on the football as well. Zubin Mahente will be here at 1240. John Miller, 120. The Hawkeyes and Minnesota uh, in a... I don't know, Trent. What do you want to call it? It's a pretty damn big game. Yes. <laughs> big game. With yes. postseason uh, uh, hopes for both of these teams. And then uh, to wrap things up, Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings fly out tomorrow uh, to the U.K. where they will take on the Cleveland Browns on Sunday morning. That's an early kick. I think it's 8.30 Central. Uh, if you're up and about, the Vikings will kick off uh, week number Gotta hate to say it, eight. Yeah, with the midway point of the NFL season, Trent Con and I don't like it at all. How are you? I'm doing well. A fun Monday night game last night. Got Wasn't away in the it? second half, but uh, good to see Brandon Sheriff though. He got cheap shotted. Yeah, a couple of times, right? I mean, and got, then he got rolled a up. Of on, times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cheap shot was bad when he would. The one he was rolled up on. Did you see? Is that the one they had the overhead? <laughs> camera we could hear him screaming oh and he he screamed something that you're not supposed to be able to say right uh, the fcc probably not gonna have no, anything happen there yeah. but uh yeah he hollered that and in fact uh, i Look, saw somebody could... had the video of it i retweeted it last night uh, did you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah I, you hear that and here is the weird thing so there my was wife... carnage in that game on yes. both sides of the field, physical the way, and really. the redskins were down two of their probably best players and Josh Norman and Allen, mm, yeah, even going into the game, yep. to get out to the ten three lead. But you know, as Sheriff was going off there, I wondered if it was something different than an ACL because what you hear with an ACL. First of all, my wife's like, "Well, how's he walking?" Well, you can walk mm-hmm. if it is an ACL, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not an overly painful injury. And he looked like to be he was in a lot of pain. Well, so, he certainly was laying on his back on yes, the field. Yeah, and even walking off, and when they showed him going to the sideline and getting up on, on and the he table. he was moving around, yeah. And the pain that it looked like, I'm like, I don't know if that's an ACL. You're it, playing doctor. Or it might be ACL and something else right. would be the other part of it. Because he looked to be in more pain for a... Well, you'd expect a big, tough kid from Western Iowa over there in Denison. And I love the story, him playing quarterback. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, can you imagine going out to a random Denison-Schleswig no, game? I'm guessing and, they won their fair share, right? And seeing some, yeah. probably back then, 270-pound kid yeah. playing quarterback. Right? <laughs> see a lot of funny things called high school sports. Haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that uh, probably whiffed, made a business decision not to get in his way right. back, back in high yes. school. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, fun game last night, Trent. I'll tell you what I came away with last night. We'll get into the World Series here coming up game one tonight very excited for that it's gonna be a beautiful night uh in los angeles maybe too warm 
uh, warmer than you would expect at this time of year into the 90s, I think, is the, the last that I heard. But, you know, just watching Carson Wentz do what he's doing uh, on an NFL field, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you're sick to your stomach that, that you somehow decided that this kid wasn't good enough for your franchise, that you were waiting for a, a true franchise quarterback Therefore, you thought you could make uh, uh, make a case to trade that pick, which they did, and this compounded this year by watching Deshaun Watson do what he's doing. So if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, I pity you. I really do. Um, but watching Wentz, Trent, he's clearly setting a path to put himself amongst the elite QBs in the game. I know it's only two years Um but look, at I don't know how much more you can expect to see. Remember the draft last year? Goff, Wentz, Wentz, Goff. They both look like their yeah. teams. Now the way Goff is coming on, both teams look as though you know they're happy with their decision. But Wentz last night, I mean, the kid's from North Dakota State and doing what he's doing. Did you see the Rinaldi piece, too, by the way, that preceded the game? No. Oh, my God. I mean, that's the last thing you want to do at 7 o'clock on a Monday night, right? You just have to reach for a Kleenex box. Um, Rinaldi got you again. Every huh? time. I mean, the guy could read the phone book. I'd break down. I truly would. But this was a, I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's a tearjerker. Okay. You know, it's cancer. It's a little boy um, losing his battle. And I, I click on ESPN. Give him a, give him a click, folks, and watch it. Um, maybe not in your cubicle, if, especially if people are going to walk by. Sure. You know, do it tonight when you're by yourself, <laughs> uh, because you will cry. You, you, you certainly you, you will cry. But Wentz, uh, Wentz, the football player. I don't know what his ceiling is, Trent, but I think we're going to be talking about him as one of the game's elite here mm-hmm. in the near future. Well, and it's funny because I know we've had the conversation before. Who's the quarterbacks that are taking? Peyton retires. Brady will retire at some point. Uh, you think? Eli Breeze, even Aaron Rodgers, though not quite to the same extent, but at least those ben. four. Ben, another guy. Who are the guys? And you look kind of some of the young guys. There wasn't a whole lot to be excited about. The top two picks, Goffin mm-hmm. and Wentz, coming into the years, like eh, maybe Wentz will be okay. Mm-hmm. But who's going to grab that? Well, there's guys, you know, those two guys and Dak Prescott and for sure, they always find a way, don't Kirk they? Cousins is good. Yes, you yeah. know, there's somebody always there to kind of take the mantle. Right. And I don't know if we'll see the same kind of you know run of especially three guys together, Manning. Breeze and and uh, and Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. you know those three for the longevity that they had. But there's going to be quarterbacks that are going to put Roethlisberger be there. in the conversation yeah, too. The yeah. Super Bowls that he's yes. got, the uh, he's had a long career. When you think mm-hmm. about it, uh, unfortunately, Trevor Simeon will never make in that conversation. Trent Condon, nor will no. Paxton Lynch, in all likelihood, as Elway swings and a misses um, <laughs> on on a QB. But um, you know, it remains to be seen with this class. But I get your point. You know, once the, the once the guard, the old guard moves away, how's the NFL? Are they going to be in good shape as far as taking that quarterback mantle? Because quarterbacks move the needle. Chicks dig the long ball in baseball, but in in football, it's the QB in most cases. And I think the teams, uh, the league rather, is in great shape. And another thing, we didn't talk much NFL yesterday. I don't even. Know I don't if, think we did. I don't think we touched it. It was all pretty much all cyclones. Well, deservedly so. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. It was a lot of cyclone talk. But I got to bring up my Bears. Seven passes. Yeah, you know, seven what? passes. I, I know. Uh, your defense is really good. Yeah, and Eddie ja- is Eddie Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had two seventy-five yard fumble returns. He did. I think. Set this- a, oh, uh, a card. Let's put Carr in that group of young QBs yes, too. Absolutely. Uh, just popped into my head that we we'll probably need to include him. Yep. Uh, but but to your Bears, look at them. The Bears are a story. The Bears are moved. The, the yep. Bears are. T- dare we say turning corner? 
Slowly? Slowly. Haven't turned the corner, but they're getting turning there. Turning the corner? Now, offensively, they have issues. They don't have wide receivers no, at all. No. At all. That is not. They can run the football. Their yeah. offensive line is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Trubisky, look, I, 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 I don't have an opinion. He hasn't done you enough. You can't. Right? You can't. And I kind of want him just to take the training wheels off a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, they, last year. New Orleans and, this week, right? Yes. So they'll have to score some points. Yes. If yeah. they're going and to. And on win. the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think touchdown dog in that game. And yeah, you're right. They're going to have to score points in that one. But Carson Wentz is a perfect example, I think. Last year, there's some growing pains for him. He got off to a really nice start. But then, yes, the league figured him out. Figured him out a yeah. little bit. But they kept going out there. They kept giving him the reps. There were times he had a couple of games where he threw it over 40 times. Probably shouldn't have. and But it helped for this year. You know, it, it set him up to make that upward trajectory. And if you keep doing this with Trubisky throughout the whole year and you just, you're handing the ball off and we'll play action a couple times mm-hmm. a quarter and that's it, you don't know what you have going into next year. And he's not going to be able to learn. No, I, I agree with you. So, so help me out with this one. I remember the story. The Kyle Orton story, right? When both QBs got hurt. And as a rookie, he was injected into that lineup. And was that their Super Bowl year? Yeah. I think it was, wasn't it? What? I, anyway. Because Rex was the quarterback for the Super right, Bowl. Right. I think that was the year. But were they, and I know it's different coaching staffs, so different mm-hmm. everything there, but were they this cautious with him back then? Oh, yeah. But but oh, were yeah. they as cautious as they were with Trubisky? I mean, not allowing him to do anything? I don't think so. I It does feel like this is even more heavy-handed than we normally see. Mm-hmm. You see this with rookie quarters, especially ones thrust in. Another example is Dak Prescott. You know, Early on last year, it was hand the ball to Zeke and hand mm-hmm. the ball to Zeke and hand the ball to mm-hmm. Zeke. But he was able to but do But he was things. making plays in the yeah. preseason. You remember that? Right, That's when right. he burst onto the scene last year. But they let him... They were coddling him a bit, but not at this. I can't remember a rookie quarterback like this ever. No, I can't either. Where it's just, I mean, Jacksonville's kind of doing the same thing with Blake Bortles. Well, that's because they realize he can't play. And it's they different circumstances, yeah. but they're doing the same kind of thing. <laughs> and, and I still love the quote, would be a perfect game for uh, for your quarterback. And he said, uh, their head coach goes, uh, never thought Who's this, Doug Marone you're talking Doug, about? Doug Marone. Yeah. Uh, how, I think it was... How many passes would be perfect in your world for Blake Bortles? Zero. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's a <laughs> it's like a week two or three. Right? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so that shows you a little bit different circumstances, but they're not a playoff team. No. They're even as good as this defense is. And it's funny, you can go through all these coaches and all the different things that you do, but Chicago Bears football kind of comes back to what they are, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Defensive They got to be a defense. Yep. And you got to have a defense yep. there to win. And it's the way the city is built. It's the way. Monsters of the Midwest. Right. It's just everybody has an identity, right? Every NFL team that has been around, it feels mm-hmm. like there's an identity to yep. them. Blue collar, lunch yep. pail, kind of a tough team. That's, yeah. that's the Bears. And the Steelers, even with the offensive weapons that they've had in the past, you still have that mindset. And yeah, look at yeah, what they've do, done the last couple yeah. of weeks. The defense has started to play well again. Yeah. And with it. They're, they're now once again claimed that division. The, the, the AFC North is going yeah. through Pittsburgh. Cowboys, thought, it's having a quarterback and having some stars. Yeah. And, and that's the way that they're built. And they got that with Dak and, mm-hmm. and all those different things. It's, it's just funny how NFL teams, it seems like they always they have kinda, that stereotype. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They, they and have more that. times than not, they, 
they work back to the mean of what you expect them to be. No doubt. All right, World Series tonight, Trent. Gary mm-hmm. Rima coming up. Uh, we'll talk uh, We'll talk Panthers with the voice of. We haven't talked to Gary since, I believe, prior to the start of the college football season when we previewed Iowa State, Northern Iowa. Back-to-back no, top ten wins for the yeah, football so, team. So help me out here because you, yeah. you clearly follow it a lot more than I do, if at least football-wise. I'll be into the Valley basketball-wise, but football something has to give, and mm-hmm. that's where it uh, kind of falls with me. So they are now, they will Go to Fargo this Saturday. Yes. With something to play for, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only an opportunity to stay in the race for the regular season title in the NBC football conference, but also an uh, opportunity. I don't want, not cement because they still have work to do, but very much have a good shot then of getting into the playoffs. Their last two games are against Missouri State and Indiana State, who are both awful. You mark those in the win column. So they have to split their next two? They got to win one of the next two. And it's North Dakota State and South Dakota. The Coyotes are very good, too. Uh, Top 10, I think they lost for the first time last weekend to Western Illinois. But they're very good. So have they played North Dakota State yet? They have not. Okay. That, I believe, is the week after the UNI South Dakota game. But, yeah. So we can't compare those yet. Right, right. But huge matchup. North Mm -hmm. Dakota State continues to do what they are. They've had close calls. Youngstown, who you and I just beat. Tight football game there with Pelini and company. It's they're good. They're good every single year. But you and I's beat them before. They've also lost a couple of heartbreakers. Got to give them a puncher chance, right? Well, you do. And and here's the thing, because I I can remember reading about this team early in the year, and it was you know the not the the skeptics were you know the Panther fans were thinking this can be the second straight year no playoffs for this mm-hmm. team, and that was being floated out there. Yes, you know as Farley as he lost his touch up there was you're starting to hear some of that chatter, and they lose week three to a average you know, Southern that Utah probably team. Probably was where I, what I'm what I'm thinking back yeah. to when it when it kind of got loud back then. Fall to one and two, you know how tough the MVC is, and yeah, I mean it was a reality. But what they've done the last two weeks kind of. Got people back on board and mm-hmm. big opportunity and a, a winnable game. I wonder what the point spread's going to be there. I guess North Dakota State, <laughs> seven and a half. Oh, yeah, I play around with those games, too. Don't worry, Ken. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not surprised, Fred. Um, okay, so help me out valley-wise. They are the favorite in hoops, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Missouri State got the call in the preseason poll today. Did they? They have Alizé Johnson back. Just a great name. Remember, he was the guy that killed them down in St. Louis last year. When they were the three seed, Missouri State six. was the six. Yep. But most state cur- came on in a big way in the second half of the year. Uh, they're the favorite. But them, Loyola, you throw in the mix. Val so Pope, Loyola's just starting. Their they arrow's are. pointing yeah, up, huh? They're, they're uh, doing some good things there. What Val about Pope, the doggies? Tenth. tenth the favorite I, pick, tenth. Tenth. So go ahead and reserve Thursday night in St. Louis yet again. The, the Drake Invitational oh is open for God. another season. Uh, probably what do you think of Medved? I don't know enough about him. Talked to him once, mm-hmm. liked him. I think he understands the situation. I don't think Jackalotti understand the magnitude of the difficult nature of the job at Drake. I think Nico Medved does. I think he understands this is not a quick fix. This is not something that's going to be turned around. There's going to be a lot of work. And from what I've heard, talking to this summer a couple of AAU people, saying it seems like he understands what to sell there, what you can sell, and the kind of kids that you can mm-hmm. get to get there. Well, I, I read the paper. I mean, I get the paper every day, and the, the, there's been the last couple of weeks, Drake's been getting some guys. He's, he's starting to build yeah. that 2018 class. I saw Reed Timmer was named preseason uh, All-MVC today. So, Not it, a lot of help around him. That's the thing, though, right? Yeah, they got guards. 
but they have very little insight. Mm-hmm. Very little insight. The big kid that got away and went to the SEC. To Ole Miss. To Ole Miss. What, yeah. what's, is, will this be his first year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we don't know too much about how that went then. We'll find out more this And those year. are the things he can't afford. You no, can't afford no, it if once you're you Drake, got him here, you got to keep him here. You no can't afford it if you're you and I. You, can, you nope. just can't. And uh, a different look to the MVC. It'll be interesting. Excited to talk to Ryma. Uh, Zuba Mahente will follow Gary Ryman in the 1 o'clock hour. John Miller will be here. It is... Floyd of Rosedale week. I get into that a little bit. Because okay. I think it's the best trophy in college sports. I think ah. Stanley Cup's the best trophy in sports. Okay. It'll be a little biased, but I, th- I think even non-hockey fans, I think you'd find more of them think, wow, that's a pretty damn good-looking trophy. It is. Larry O'Brien for NBA, no. No, no. MLB no. with all the little well, you flags. You know what separates the, 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 the cup is the names. Yeah. You know, the players' names that have won. Etched. Etched forever. And it's I a cup and you can drink out of it. You can do whatever you want with it. It's yours for the day. And there's been some stories, no doubt about that. Gary Rima, voice of the Panthers. He's next. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. When you're hungry and craving a steak, you want to get your eat on, and you can at Iowa Beef Steakhouse. For over 30 years, Iowa Beef Steakhouse has been known for serving huge choice cuts of Iowa-raised beef, cooked over charcoal, and served with fantastic sides with everything from a fine Iowa chop to a tender filet mignon. Iowa Beef Steakhouse is the perfect place to get your eat on, and now you can enjoy the taste of a great steak or burger for lunch, Monday through Friday from 11 to 2, instead of having to wait until dinner time. And if you need a space for a meeting, or holiday party, look to Iowa Beef Steakhouse. They can accommodate any size group with plenty of space for no additional charge, whether it's for lunch, dinner, or a special gathering. Iowa Beef Steakhouse is the perfect place to get your eat on. And you can get your eat on for half price because Iowa Beef Steakhouse is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Iowa Beef Steakhouse certificates for only $25 Friday morning at 9 a.m. at 1700kbgg.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making My Pillow possible. Years ago, when I invented My Pillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented My Pillow. You can adjust My Pillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Show 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and I with you right up until 2 o'clock. Still to come this hour, Zubin Mahente will follow our next guest. Our next guest is the voice of the UNI Panthers. It's that time of year, or about to be that time of year, where football and basketball intersect these Gary Rima. You can hear the Panthers. The Panthers play here on 1700 KBGG. Gary Trenton Ken, good to catch up with you. Gary, how are you? Great to be honest with you guys. I thought maybe you forgot about me when our football team was two and three and struggling, people leaving us for dead. And that, now we beat two top ten ranked teams. Everybody loves the Panthers again. But, hey, it's great. Great great to be on and, and uh, having some fun. And I was just telling TC before we went on, it's that crazy time of the year where you start looking at your schedule, how you're going to go from football to basketball, back to football. It's, uh, it's going to be a little uh, hectic between now and uh, hopefully – uh, middle of December, but looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, you live for this, Gary. We know you. Um, you know, I want to save a couple of minutes for your Cubs to get your thought on your Cubs. So I know that you are a passionate Cubs fan, so I want to save a couple of minutes at the end. But let's start with football and then to take a you know brief look into basketball. We could do more of that as the, uh, uh, as the months or as the weeks move into November. But you mentioned it, Gary. The team was 2-3. and three. There were some fans or some folks kind of jumping off that bandwagon a little bit. A couple of nice wins and off you go to Fargo with really uh, some high stakes on the line this week. Yeah, it's fun because now we're back in the conversation. We're back in the hunt. It, uh, and, and I understand when we got beat by Western Illinois in the last six seconds when it looked like we were going to win that game, uh, you know, fans were, were starting to talk basketball and 
nobody was thinking that, that a couple weeks later after we played two top 10 ranked teams that we'd be saying we're going to Fargo controlling our own destiny to win the Missouri Valley Football Conference Championship this year. It just it looked like such a gauntlet of a schedule. You you just you were a lot of people just thinking the worst. So, um, you know, getting that big win at South Dakota State uh, played fabulous there and then to come home and and do what we did this past weekend to Youngstown State, who was in the national championship game a year ago and had a lot to play for this last Saturday. It's it's been an exciting turnaround and and going to Fargo, you know, a team that uh, we got a pretty good rivalry going with now and the great success they've had. You know, we're, we go up there and if we find a way to knock them off, all of a sudden we're tied for first place in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So, uh, really tough task ahead to go and beat North Dakota State one of the best FCS programs in the country last six or seven years running. So got our hands full, but guys, Marcus Weimiller's just done a fabulous job. Once he got healthy and came back to help the offense, the defense is getting it figured out. And, and I know we talked about this way back at the start of the season, but with seven new assistant coaches, you just wondered if there would be some problems along the way, take a while to get things figured out. And I think that was part of it. I think it just took the, the new assistant coaches a while to figure out what player could do what, what worked best for this team. But guys, they, at least of late, they've got it figured out. They got people in the right position. Defense has never played better. And uh, I really like what we're getting out of the offense led by Eli Dunn and, and the emergence of Marcus Weimiller. Well, you mentioned Weimiller uh, coming back and didn't see action. Uh, injuries kind of derailed things early on for him. Kid from Wacon and Coach Farley knows a little something about those kids from up in the northeast corner. Yeah, he, and he I tell you, he loves the Iowa high school football player. He really does. And that's, you know, that's that's what Mark was back in the day at Wacon, and he was the walk-on from Wacon, and, and now Marcus Weinmiller uh, doing great things for us. You know, when he got hurt, T.C., uh, on the second kickoff of the game against Cal Poly in week two, there was talk that it was a season-ending injury. It, it was It's a, an ankle injury that they thought was going to derail him the entire season, that he wouldn't get back. But he was so determined to get healthy enough to play again. And, and I, I don't think his ankle is 100%. It probably won't be 100% till, till spring ball, until uh, he gets through this season and lets it heal. But he wants to play, and, and uh, I'll tell you what, he's, he's been a great addition. They, they had that Wildcat package in for him since the, the start of fall practice because he ran it a year ago at Indiana State, and he did a great job. And just they wanted to use it uh, in, in week two against Cal Poly. They wanted to use it out at Southern Utah, just weren't able to be, because he wasn't healthy. But, man, what he's brought to that offense is just it's been a resurgence. And the other thing we've noticed, TC, really like Trevor Allen and, and uh, Christian Jagan and JV on Browning at that running spot, too. And what, what we've noticed is, Marcus Weimiller has just fights for that extra yard or two, something Coach Farley has been asking his running backs to do. Well, now you see Trevor Allen even being a better running back. He's running harder. Instead of a three-yard run, it's a five-yard run. Instead of getting five or six, he's getting seven or eight. So uh, Marcus Weimiller's kind of inspired that whole 
offensive side of the football with, with the way he's played in these last two games. Uh, Gary Rhyme is the voice of the Panthers, the home of the Panthers right here on 1700 KBGG, radio home uh, here in central Iowa. Well, Gary, get out your crystal ball. Uh, four games left. In, in order for, for you and I to you know get, get into the playoffs and not have to worry about anything, it, it almost seems like, or maybe you, maybe you say differently, do you have to go 3-1 and one to secure the playoff spot? To be a lead pipe lock, can they got to get to seven and four? Then there's no way they'll be left out because uh, if they if they go seven and four, it means that they would have three top ten victories because we got two shots left at North Dakota uh, State and home with South Dakota. Got to win one of those two if you don't get them both, and then you you wrap up the regular season at Missouri State and home with Indiana State. If you take care of those last two. You get to seven and four. You're you're six and two in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and that puts you probably top three in the standings, and a seven and four record with three wins over top ten ranked teams. Unless South Dakota drops a little lower before we see them, but they'll still be a top twenty five team. That that would be you could go to the bank on that one, Ken. Six and five, we're in the discussion. We're we're on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the two top ten wins. Um, if we get beat this week by North Dakota State and lose at home to South Dakota, win our last two, and we're sitting six and five. I, I'm just I at, at one time I thought that might be good enough. Now I'm a little nervous. If six and five, I, I, we we got to win three of our last four to to take it out of the committee's hands to where they they just have to put you in because you're one of the top three teams in the league and. And this is by far the the strongest FCS football conference in the country right now. So, uh, and and all of a sudden, guys, Southern Utah's now ranked in the top twenty-five. That's one of our losses. Iowa State's in the top twenty-five of FBS football. That's the uh, another one of our losses. Um, so, and, and Western Illinois is a ranked team. So, our our three losses are actually, you know, they're, they're not bad losses. So. Uh, I, I'm encouraged by that, but I, I think we got to get to seven and four, and then and then I, I'd say we're we're 99.9 percent in, and and if they leave us out, man, I'm leading the investigation on how they <laughs> kept us out at seven and four. Gary Rima, the voice of the Panthers, you can hear the game against North Dakota State, 2:30 kickoff here on 1700. Gary, over to little hoops, NBC Media Day today, the Panthers pick second uh, behind Missouri State. Fair spot to put the Panthers, you think, going into the year? Absolutely. In fact, guys, I'll be honest with you, that's exactly where I put them on my ballot. But I, I think we're going to win it. I really do. I think this is a team that can win the, the league championship. But I just, you know, I'm a little superstitious. I didn't want to put that pressure on us to where they, they picked us to win. I wanted, I wanted Missouri State or Loyola or Illinois State to be the favorite because I, I just, I kind of, I like that little bit of an underdog role when you when you go up against that team. I think Missouri State's got a great team. Really happy for Coach Lusk. I I, I like him a lot. Uh, remember him as a player, and and he actually coached a year at University of Dubuque when my brother Denny was a, a, an assistant AD there, and got to know him a little bit better. But uh, um, I, I think we can, I think we can win it, guys. Um, I, I think the poll, I think they got it right. I think Missouri State should be favored. They've got the preseason player of the year, and Alize Johnson. He's a six nine double double machine. He, he's a, he's a tremendous player. Um, I think Loyola is going to be really good. A lot of seniors on that team. They re, they return a lot of their offense. Um, I, I didn't put Illinois State that high because they they don't return much at all. They lost 
like 70% of their offensive scoring. And I think they'll be okay, but I really think Southern Illinois is going to have a good year. I look for Bradley to make a nice jump, but I think the top three, I think that's about what we're looking at. And I, and you know, I, with my heart, I, I do think you and I's got a great chance to win the regular season title this year. I like our team. Wyatt Lowhouse is back. He looks great. I think Bennett Cook's going to have a big senior year. He's on the, the preseason all-conference team. Clint Carlson on the second team. Clint needs a breakout senior season. Um, I, I think the pieces are in place, and with Wichita State out of the mix, uh, we're going to be a big factor when it when uh, when the season rolls around. Well, Carlson's certainly capable. He's, he certainly had some big games over his career. Uh, last thing on hoops, Gary. What what do you think is uh, concerns Coach Jacobson as we approach November? What worries him about his team? I, I, the the one thing I would say, just my opinion, is still the youth in, at guard play. We're we're still going to be young now. Wyatt Lowhouse is a veteran, but. Um, the, the guys that are going to direct the offense that are battling for the point guard spot, uh, Jawan McLeod, Spencer Haldeman, we're, we're still we're still young there. And you guys follow this league enough, you know it's a guard-driven league. And the teams that seem to have the best success, the best run in this league, they're really strong with veteran guards. I mean, I think of the teams we had with Brooks McCowan and Kajoa Heligba and Wes Washburn and you know guys like that when they were the juniors and the seniors. We had great success, and and you know you want to have a good big man to go with that, and we've got the inside players. Mm-hmm. Um, if the guard play comes around like we think it will, then then we're going to be just fine. But I would think that's the one thing that they'll be keeping an eye on early is is how those guys play now in their sophomore season, uh, because that that's such an important position in this league. Next Wednesday, uh, exhibition game with Wisconsin. Great event being put on, and a yeah, chance that was to just uh, announced, right? yeah, yeah, I think Excellent. yesterday, yeah. Yeah. raising some money there. But the real season, North Carolina on the road to get the defending national champions. They're going back to the battle for Atlantis. Well, all that's there is Arizona, NC State, Purdue, uh, <laughs> Tennessee, Western Kentucky. <laughs> On and on and on. Uh, the schedule is an absolute bear. We know it in the non-conference, Gary. Uh, one minute left here, but the schedule, this team's going to be battle-tested by the time they get to MVC play. Well, you know what? In the way the Missouri Valley Conference is probably going to play out, guys, and I hate to say it, but I just think with the loss of Wichita State, we're probably a one-bid league yep. unless you schedule like you and I did and you go pick off a couple of those big dogs and then uh, have a good conference season. Maybe you win the regular season title finished runner-up in the conference tournament, you got at least a shot. You're in the discussion to get an at-large. But if you if you schedule week and do what Illinois State did a, a year or so ago and get 27 wins and don't win the conference tournament, uh, they, they leave you out. So I, I think it's the thing that the Panthers have to do right now. I love the schedule because I think once we get through the non-conference part of the schedule and we play North Carolina and SMU, We're having trouble hearing you, Gar. Uh, uh, also, you what, you know, think think of San Antonio, Texas. I mean, they got a great ball club down there too. Won twenty seven games. So when you when you challenge yourself like that in the non conference part of your schedule, you're really going to be prepped and ready for the MVC. By the way, I, I will be in North Carolina Friday to call that season opener. Jumping on a, a early morning flight out of there to get to uh, Springfield, Missouri, for football on Saturday. So, looking forward to that. They're going to drop the banner that night. I got to be there. I got to see it all. I you could have called me, Gary. There. I would have done one of the games for you. Come on, Gary. You were on my short list, TC. But uh, 
Uh, I said, I can do it. I'll All do it. Right. We'll just fly out of Raleigh about 5.30 Saturday morning and, and get to Springfield. I'm guessing that's, yeah, not an easy connection. <laughs> uh, last thing, Garrett, I, we'll have to save the Cubs for another time, but literally 10 seconds. Who wins the World Series? Dodgers. Easily? Sweep? Five, Dodgers, six? Dodgers in six. Seems to be the Great consensus. Series. I hope it is. Thank you, Gary. Great to talk to you. All we'll right. do it again. Thanks, guys. Gary Reimer, the voice of the Panthers, as we get our break. And uh, I asked the question earlier. Point spread is out for the North Dakota State UNI game. And what is it? Panthers are a 13-and-a-half point like dog. dog. Wow, that's because you thought the touchdown. Yeah, I'm grabbing those points. Yeah, well, uh, the Fargo Dome's a tough place to play, right? I wonder what the home field advantage in the Fargo. Oh. I bet you it's bigger than you'd think. Probably. I, and I'm, there has Maybe to be Maybe a symbol one. question? Well, he doesn't, they, they don't, don't line. They don't well, not till playoffs, right? right? That was not when not they line those. Yeah. We'll take a timeout. Uh, Zubin Mahente will be here next. John Miller, 120. The voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, brought to us by Mr. Executive. He chimes in at 140 with the Vikings leaving for the U.K. uh, tomorrow afternoon. P.A. joins us on a Tuesday. Zubin Mahente joins us next. The Ken Miller Show, 1700 KD. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Hi, I'm Tabitha Coffey, TV personality and small business advisor. Many of the businesses I work with just need extra capital for things like remodeling or purchasing more products. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash transform or 855-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, 855-CABBAGE. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. This is Charles Osgood. Tax compliance can be a real pain for businesses. That's why I'd like to tell you about Avalara's powerful tax automation technology. Avalara simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax rate calculations and automatic return filing. Avalara's software already integrates with your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems, so it couldn't be easier. Find out how the good people at Avalara can help you at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. I'm Jeff Gannett, CEO of Macy's, and I'd like to introduce the new and improved Macy's Star Rewards, a simpler rewards program starring you. Silver status means 25% off any day you choose with Star Passes. Gold status means getting free shipping with no minimum plus the silver status benefit. Platinum status means 5% back in rewards every day with your Macy's card. No merchandise exclusions plus gold and silver status benefits. Macy's Star Rewards. Exclusive to Macy's cardholders. Learn more at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Napa know-how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. 
And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. with you noon to two monday through friday on 1700 uh, kbgg let's get to zubin mahente he joins us on his weekly spot as we go around the world of sports with zubin but i have a feeling it's going to be focusing on college football and why wouldn't it be zubin trenton ken thanks for coming on oh no problem obviously huge weekend huge weekend on tap you know the last couple weekends two the last three it's been kind of interesting the game's going in weren't fantastic. You looked at it and said, eh, not a huge weekend. Right. And then you get Syracuse over Clemson, and you get, you know, a few weeks before that, of course, Iowa State over Oklahoma. It just seems like sometimes you look at it and say, all right, well, I'm just going to focus on the NFL Sunday. And that's just before the games. You wake up for NFL Sunday, and you're like, wow, that was so much better a group of games than I ever thought that we were going to see. I don't see that, Ken, much in the NFL. I see that a lot more in college football. I couldn't agree with you more, Zubin. I, it, I feel the same way going into it, and Sunday you wake up, and it's like, well, top that, uh, NFL. Uh, you're up, and, and, you, and you hope that they can, but they seldom do. Zubin, let's start with Iowa State and uh, what's, uh, what's unfolding there. I honestly thought, and I wasn't alone, uh, that this would have made some sense for game day. I get the magnitude of Ohio State, Penn State. It's a, um, you know, it's a Fox game, which uh, it doesn't play into uh, the decision process like you would think that it would. But, but nonetheless, it's a massive game. But what Matt Campbell is doing at Iowa State, Zubin, um, look, it's, it's crazy to say this, but they hold their destiny, their Big 12 uh, destiny in their own hands with their schedule that they've played and what they've got in front of them. Iowa State is, is it, they're alive, Zubin. How about that? Oh, no question. I mean, I look at it and say, look, bottom line, they could possibly head to November with everything in their control. And, you know, this is different, right? I mean, this isn't the Big 12 North and the Big 12 South where if you have the good fortune of being in the North like Iowa State was and nipped at, nipped at the heels of the competition a couple times or the way Colorado just used to dominate the Big 12 North, 
that's one thing. I mean, this is one big conference with round-robin schedule, and you can't avoid anybody. So if Iowa State were to win this, I think it'd be one of the greatest accomplishments in modern college football history. I really do. It sounds like a crazy statement, but considering there are three win teams and where they were just a year ago at this time, the story of their quarterback, which, by the way, I've been pushing with my bosses a little bit just to make sure people are more aware of exactly how amazing that story really is. Because I think even this week, if you were to look at it from a national perspective, see, I agree with you guys. You guys are tied in with Iowa State. It makes a lot of sense, and they're 5-2, and two, and it's their best start in a decade and a half, all that sort of stuff. But the reality is, for the, for the average casual fan that doesn't have a rooting interest, like, say, somebody in Cyclone Nation, this, the bigger question mark is still TCU. Oh, wait, Kenny Hill, that's the guy that replaced Manziel, right? Yeah. They're in the top five. They're undefeated. They have a coach who has been doing it far longer than Matt Campbell. Um, in some cases, yes, they have a lot of money at Texas Christian, but he's also warding off a lot of other big-time schools. So I see where you're coming from, and Iowa State is an amazing story, and I'm more partial to that because I lived there and I covered it. I was actually there for the 0-2 season which was the best start since this season when Coach McCartney was there. But I would say that I think just as compelling on the other side, and you guys are obviously immersed in, in your local market, just as compelling is sort of like Texas Christian. I described this yesterday to Trent is like the Astros and the Dodgers. Everybody kind of knows about the Dodgers. People are now just finding out about the Astros, as strange as it sounds. They may know about Altuve and Springer, but they're just sort of finding out. And I kind of feel like that's where Texas Christian is. People are just finding out about them. And because they're undefeated and still in the race for the playoffs, even though they're playing a team that's having a season for the ages at this particular point, they still are the way bigger story outside of Central Iowa. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the national fan at large has much more interest in Texas Christian. They narrowly missed out on the 2014 playoff. They're undefeated. Um, I just think there's so much swirling around them right now that it's slightly, unfortunately, swallowing up what is a really good story happening in, uh, in Ames right now. Well, it's a massive one for the Big 12, TCU and Iowa State, but where game day is going to be another massive one, Ohio State, Penn State. This Penn State team, what they did to Michigan was so impressive, Zubin, and, and I want to get your thoughts on defensively, the improvements that we saw from what they were a year ago. Penn State's good. Can they be national championship good, though? Well, I think one thing you really have to take into consideration is think about a student athlete that was at Penn State in 2013. So that would be a fifth-year senior. Now, take into account that anybody that's a fifth-year senior at Penn State probably isn't going to be a gigantic contributor because guys like that generally go to the NFL if they've got that sort of ability and are recruited to Penn State. Well, let's just say you were a student-athlete at Penn State in 2013. Bill O'Brien would be your coach. You're still dealing with all of the fallouts for the previous situation and the previous coaching staff, and you're wondering what that is going to do to the program. Can it ever be resuscitated after what happened? You tell that group of kids, that group of kids that's still on this team, that today would be a fifth-year senior, tell them in 2013, guys, I know it seems bad right now, but before you leave, you'll be a Big Ten champion for sure, for sure, they can't take that away from you, and you might be a national champion. So in this particular case, I think, again, there's so much attention on Ohio State because obviously this would give them two losses, probably knock them out of the playoffs. For Penn State, there's a lot of people, including our Heather Dinich, who covers the playoff very, very strongly for ESPN, that believes this one loss for Penn State could easily knock them out, too. Um, so it's one of those situations where uh, for Penn State and the small amount of guys that have bridged everything, it's huge. And that, to me, is the storyline 
going into this game. I know people want to look at this as like a knockout game for the Buckeyes for the two losses and all that. I think it's more about Penn State. One other thing, Ken, I quickly wanted to add, because I think both of these teams fall into this category, and this is something we were talking about at work the other day with a couple of people. Joey Galloway and I talked about it last Thursday, and he's really the guy that piqued my interest on it. Um, i I'd been thinking about it, but not that strongly. And his point was, you look at a team like USC, or you look at a team like Michigan. Michigan's the best example because they have two losses, right? So does USC. There is a perception among so many fans out there, and this is why I think Iowa State fans are great because they're so realistic and passionate and loyal. There's a lot of passionate Michigan fans out there think the season is over. That's true. Right? We can't make it to the playoffs. But here's the thing, Ken. It seems unlikely they're not going to be able to run the table. That would include beating Ohio State. But let's just take where Michigan is right now. Right? Yeah. So you would finish with 10 wins if you were Michigan right now. Let's just say you ran the table, something happened, whatever. You finish with 10 wins. Then you play in a bowl game because you get to 10 wins, you go to a bowl, you win that bowl game. You're 11-2. To me, it doesn't matter how big your brand is and what your goals are. If you finish the season in college football 11-2, and two, that is a successful season. I don't care what anyone says. And right now, people are telling Michigan, kids, your season's over. And this is a team that could theoretically, mm-hmm. not practically, but theoretically finish with 10, if not more, victories, 11 victories if a bowl win were to come their way. And that's the one thing about the playoff that Galloway was really hot about, and he's right. It's basically telling teams when you have great, great seasons, that they're underappreciated and um, not really given the due that they deserve because for so many teams it's playoff or bust, and the reality is only four teams can make it, and it's not fair to say only four teams had a spectacular season. Mm, a good argument for expanding the playoff. We'll save that for another day. Uh, Zubin Mahente is here. Zubin, uh, what is Heather Dinich? Who, uh, I, I appreciate uh, you sharing some of the conversations you have with her. Uh, she's really good. What does she think about the uh, Notre Dame and their potential to elbow their way into this? Well, they are in the playoff discussion, but to elbow their way right into that four-team playoff if they keep doing what they're doing. And they certainly opened up eyes this past Saturday as they just hammered USC. Oh, no question. Uh, I did two segments with her on Sunday on, on, uh, on ESPN and on SportsCenter, wherever it was. And the first one was just about that. Like, that was our first segment. The second segment had to be about, as you guys have referenced, Penn State, Ohio State. But we referenced Notre Dame. And her point was, and I think it's a good one, they have one loss, of course. So right now they do be the cavalcade of one-loss team. And they have one loss to Georgia by one point. Mm -hmm. And that's going to turn out to be a pretty darn good loss. I know it was early in the season. It was Fromm's first start. Notre Dame had the game at home. Whatever. At the end of the day, if Georgia gets to the SEC title game and gets their unscathed and Notre Dame says we have one loss against them by one point, it's going to be great. The two things Heather touched on, which I thought were great, Notre Dame's schedule is pretty dicey down the stretch. It actually is. But her point was, and I agree, that if you can navigate that, they're not going to be able to pull the whole, you're not in a conference, we've got to take a look at the whole total body of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have NC State on the schedule. They have Stanford on the Miami. schedule. I'm, Miami, right, the only undefeated ACC team left on the schedule. Um, uh, so, obviously, you're in a situation where they're in very good shape. The thing that I was most intrigued by when, I, when talking to Heather was the notion that this is the first time since the playoff has been created that they are actually in the mix for it. And people were always sort of like, how are they going to treat Notre Dame? They play five ACC games, but it's not a true ACC schedule. And does Notre Dame kind of get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt? And we, we dealt all with this through the BCS, too, right? Like, how do you deal with a Notre Dame or a BYU or an independent? How do you deal with that down the stretch? 
And for the first three years of the committee, they just haven't had to really even think about it. So this will be interesting because in a year where all the major power conferences have championship games, with the Big 12 putting theirs back in for the first time since 2010, now everybody feels like they're on the same page. Not everybody's playing the same amount of conference games, but at least we have a title game to decide it. Now you've got to think about Notre Dame being in a situation where if the math doesn't work, Ken, if there's five power conferences for four spots, <laughs> put Notre Dame in there right now, right? So now you've got six teams. Let's just call it the five power conference champions plus Notre Dame for four spots. And that was Heather's point. It's like five for four is always going to generate discussion. Six for four is mm. going to make it really interesting just because we haven't had that six-team breakthrough and now they've done it. I'm not convinced, Ken, to be honest with you, that they're going to be able to run through this no, gauntlet. I'm not either. I think Wim- yeah, Wimbush is good. He needs some time. There's some pretty heavy competition coming, but I certainly think Brian Kelly's hot, hot seat is cooled. But I, this just adds another wrinkle to the whole discussion because how do you quantify this program? They're not in a conference truly. How do you evaluate them, especially when the public at large thinks they obviously always get so-called benefit of the doubt over other schools? That maybe is deserving. I don't think that's the case. But, hey, the committee's got the AD from Clemson and Ohio State on it. So if you want to get into the conspiracies, it's pretty easy to do it. <laughs> and can't wait to do that, Zubin, because they're coming. Great stuff, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Yeah, Notre Dame plays an SEC opponent, not, not any SEC opponent, the favorite in the East, yep. Georgia. They've got two Pac-12 teams, not any two Pac-12 teams. USC and Stanford, um, one Big Ten team, Michigan State, who's way Good better than anybody yeah. thought after last year's debacle, and those AC school, yeah, ACC schools. I mean, NC State's turned out to be a lot they're better. They're really good. Miami's team. ahead of schedule. Yes. I, that that lifts up. Wake Forest is decent. I mean, you Better than anybody thought that they Navy, would be. we know, has turned into a solid and, program. And they're very tough to game plan for. And here we are. Mm-hmm. They will not have the 13th data point. Nope. Remember that term oh, that absolutely. came out a couple and years ago? Oh, absolutely, it's legit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the, this schedule, and their one loss is by one. Let's say Georgia does run the table and gets to the SEC. You, you, you put them in. Uh, we'll come back. The 1 o'clock hour coming up. Uh, John Miller will be here. HawkeyeNation.com, 140. The voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, chimes in. Trent and I with it for a, uh, another hour here on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You can can register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post-party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 